Hi, welcome to Don't Date Me, a podcast where a certain number of adults discuss dating each week. A different number of adults, almost every single episode. A different theme every week, all from Scotland. Yep, that's the podcast. No dirty talk, just podcasts. No turn-ons, so turn me on. By that I mean this podcast. I'm not interested, so don't date me. Review me, just rate me. Like, subscribe, don't date me. Review me, just rate me. Like, subscribe, don't date me. Alexa, play the podcast, Don't Date Me. Okay, speaking of which, follow us on Instagram at It's James Sparks and Twitter at It's James Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it? At It's James Sparks. <laughs> Uh, I am Jamie, a 37-year-old, 6'4", bisexual man and closeted Christian. And I want to meet your dad. Like, not in a salacious way. A little bit salacious. <laughs> but with... Hmm. Consent. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, and I was like, well, I think that's, that's the least you can ask. That really. was implied. Yes. Uh, anyway, that's that was quick. We were derailed already. Um, so, what else do I enjoy apart from your dad? So, <laughs> I enjoy sitting alone in public spaces. Um, if you talk to me at a bus stop, I will tell you to leave me alone. Um, even if you're hot, I just just don't be talking to me unless I know unless I know you. I don't want to know who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? Is it just me? No, no, no. I loathe other humans as well. No, it's that way where like I feel because we were talking about this the other day at work, like. The the idea of sitting on an aeroplane and a, ra- a random stranger talking to me. Oh, that was a question on one of my like earlier <laughs> things. It was like, um, would you happily sit next to a stranger and have a little conversation? I was like, absolutely no, absolutely no. You can swear as well. Feel free to swear. Okay. Because it's got a wee, we've got the wee e thing. Yeah. Oh. So you can be as explicit as you gosh darn want. Uh, and so who who are you? <laughs> nice segue. Um, hey, I'm James. I'm fake. Oh my god, I was gonna say fake. Free? Oh no. Oh, my name is James. I don't know my age. Yeah, Although to be fair, literally two episodes ago, I literally said I was thirty six. So. Oh I'm James. I'm thirty two. I. How Fascinating. I describe, how do I describe myself? Go with height. Wait. No, should we I... should we describe you? Sure. Why not? Hmm. So I would say, wait. What's the actor you look a little bit like? I don't know. Who, who's in Being Human? Oh, Russell Tovey. Yeah, Russell Tovey. Yeah. Yeah. You look a teeny bit like him. Uh, you are my friend. 
Um, you're very, you're one of the most sarcastic yet uh, compassionate people I've ever met. And you're very good with advice as well. Because James is the kind of friend that gives you like sage advice, but also, I don't want to say, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say impartial because it's not like you never do the devil's advocate nonsense. You'll always say it as it is, but you'll always try to see like both perspectives, which I think is kind of cool. Cool. So yeah, how would you describe him? He's James. <laughs> he, he James. He James. And who are you? <laughs> Why? Oh, it's always like about a bus stop. Oh, like, who are you? <laughs> right, Leave person. me alone. Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> How dare you also be getting a bus? Um, well, I'm Jason. I'm 33. And to mess with your Scotland, I'm actually Canadian. <gasps> Get out! <laughs> yeah. However, I have lived here now more more, yeah, more. Than, than I did in Canada, so I'm not sure how well that pans out. Um, Which bit of Canada? Uh, Hamilton, Ontario, so oh. in between Toronto and Niagara Falls. Je suis... Je n'aime pas de français. No. <laughs> no speaky la France. La France. <laughs> We barely speak the English. Yeah. Um, cool. And then anything else to um, enjoy? Throw in. I'm dyslexic. Just oh, same. Yeah, five. Very sorry. Oh, that was the worst. So, yeah, well, we have a mic. We don't want to. I know. Well, I'll insert the sound effect of people high-fiving. Of course. Um, well, that's exciting. Well, welcome to the mini show. This is a mini version of the larger podcast. This is, happens every Monday of your life, for the rest of your life. Um, so thanks for joining us. And it's a mini episode, so it basically just means short and sweet, show us your feet. We were actually talking earlier about starting an OnlyFans for Jason's feet. Of course. I need money. So if you'd like to see that, head on over to the Instagram where... <laughs> <laughs> you better not be taking a picture of my friend putting on Instagram. I already have. Why do you think I told you to take your shoes off at the door? I have socks on still. <laughs> There's already a five-piece story. I, I currently have band-aids on it for, for the oh, blisters. And if you want to buy... Just to be annoying. If you want to buy those band-aids. I like the description. Horrific. Anyway, I can go into more talking detail. about dating... Um, so, yeah, main episode, if you're new to the party, I'm so sorry that you've joined us at this time. I, I really, you know, I feel for you. But, um, what have you missed? So many things. You've got a whole season one to l- listen back to. And the many episodes, each week, we literally have a little bit of chit-chat. Eventually, these episodes will be for listener questions and maybe actual audio from listeners as well. We're going to get people to do call-ins and stuff eventually. But it's also for everyone's favourite podcast feature in the whole universe. It's time for Sex in the Scheme. <laughs> I'm in a room where nobody has seen Sex and City except for, for me. I've seen the movie. Have you seen? Ew. I, I so you've was, seen the movie before dragged, you watched the TV show. I was dragged to the movies. 
Both movies? Oh, that's the second movie. I'm sure it was the second movie. It was the first time I saw Sex in the City. Oh, oh dear. (laughs) Scarred for life. My condolences. That is a bad film. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, This feature is essentially us. This is Sarah's idea, full disclosure. But we basically choose at random. Each episode we choose a season, we choose an episode, and we ask the question um, from a Scottish perspective. But now, from an international perspective... Because we're branching out, baby. Okay, so what we're going to do... Who wants to choose the season? Jason, would you like to choose the season? Sure. Okay, and then James, by default, would you like to choose the episode? Okay. Pick your season. So... So you have six six, seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's go with six. Okay. And then episode... How many episodes does season six have? Oh, it's got 18. That's a okay. weird number, isn't it? Uh, it's 12. Oh. I thought you were going to say 20-something no, there. I was going to say 20-something there. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Okay, Uh-oh. ready for it? Okay, go Change my mind. I want the first season. Let me, let me get my keyboard out for good measure. Now, imagine me... To be fair, actually, you've got long, luscious, flowing, curly hair, so... Oh, I forgot about that. Allow me. Or when I say allow me, I mean allow you. Do you want to fake type into the microphone? Oh. So you, because you're now Carrie Bradshaw. That's quite quite pleasant. And then if we add in some whispering, this is just for Lindsay. (laughs) Lindsay, this is the ASMR section for you. Anyway, so here's the question for you. Ready? Wait, what episode did you say? Uh, 12. Ready? Okay. When will... Wait, you need to type. Do I have to? Oh, oh. Okay, okay. When will... When will waiting for the one be done? Oh. And save. Save. <laughs> Ow, I just fully punched the... This sounds desk. easy. When, it, when they arrive. Done. Next question. Next question, bitch. <laughs> um... Yeah, okay, so let's unpack that. When will Waiting for the One be done? James. Like the Mr. Big? Or not Mr. Big? I don't know. Oh, no, because he's problematic now. Everyone's problematic now, let's be honest. Who has thoughts? I already answered. Problem solved. So when they arrive? When they arrive. What if they don't arrive, though? Then you die. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry next, like, next question <laughs> Let, let's ask let's actually solve something real like world hunger I know how to solve that why let's do, how are you going to do that uh, let's let's not say that <laughs> yeah we'll save that for our, our uh, spin off political political <laughs> podcast um, okay so well I guess this episode here that we're doing right now is kind of almost like a preview for what's happening in season two of our podcast because we're we're going to do a lads, lads, lads episode with the three of us, us queers. Um, <laughs> but the one, what does that even mean? Does it mean anything to you? Um, probably not now. It probably did. Yeah. If you... A few relationships ago? Yeah, a few relationships ago. Okay. Too. Um, but I'd say it depends on the person, doesn't it? Like, like if you're not into monogamy, or mm. could be multiple ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. 
the ones. But then everyone says that you can, I don't know, some some sort of... Everyone has favourites. Ask parents. <gasps> oh, wow, that's a good point. Well, um, yeah, that must be a point. Because if you've got, if you're in a polyamorous situation, you surely you'll have favourites, right? Yeah. Well, that's, well, no, you're not supposed to. Well, but even parents have favorites. Exactly. Mm, I don't know. We've talked about this before in the podcast about the one, and like I, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I just because I don't not believe in like fate or oh, like, love at first sight and stuff. Well, mm, yeah. I I believe that chemically. That is a thing. Yeah. But I don't... I just don't know if I buy into the whole... The one thing. Like, I get... I, I love that some people... Have met someone... And then they've... They've decided... They are the one. Like, that's cool to me. And the fact that they've worked really hard... To make that relationship... Work. But I just... But I, I get this is problematic... Because I'm coming from this... From a perspective of being a child of divorce. So it's that way where I can't... You know, I, I have people in my life who are in long-term relationships, but it's that way where I see that that's taken hard work and graft. It's not just that they are the one, and it's like this Hollywood nonsense where they're, like, destined to be together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't know. What do you think? What do I think? I think Hollywood of the happily ever after just doesn't last long enough because they all die at the end. <laughs> Morbid, morbid. Yeah. No, but like, um, the one, I don't think there's just one, the one, if that makes sense, for each person. Obviously, there'll be several people that would fit the one for them, depending on the situation and where they are in their life. Yeah. But do you believe in the one for you? No. I'm I'm destined to die alone with like several cats surrounding me, eating my dead corpse. Like, I've decided this with the help of James, of course, clearly, constantly telling me this. Who is clearly a trained professional. No, just that his cats are waiting to kill him, that's all. I I mean, cats are waiting to kill everyone, let's be honest, if we learn anything. Um, They do try to smother me constantly. I don't know, and then the other thing as well is, like, I find it... I'm going to be super brutal. I find it, like, extremely depressing to think that there are people out there who are waiting for the one like to me it's like it's almost like people have bought into and subscribed to like this fake vision of a future that never existed in the first place do you know what I mean because it's like they're, they're buying into that fantasy of the one and then they're now waiting for it to come about and I just kind of find it a bit tragic Mm, okay, yeah. Okay. I don't know. But is that like judgy? Am oh, I being judgy? From everyone's judgy. Yeah. Everyone's judgy. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. no, you can be sympathetic. Yeah. You can be sympathetic. So I don't know. I think, but at the same point, I think ultimately, uh, you know, I don't, I don't doubt that it's nice to hope. For someone to be your co-partner or partners in life. But I just find it sad that there are people who 
who are like, when are they just going to show up, this person that's going to complete me? Like, complete yourself. Oh, no, see, the whole completing thing with, like, finding someone. Um, and, oh, I think it was a podcast I listened mm. to, and they were saying you don't, you don't want to look for your person that will be, like, your, like, your, your veg to your meat kind of thing. Yeah. You want to have someone who will be your... Gravy. No, you want, no, you want someone to be your... <laughs> I want to find my gravy, You baby. want someone to be your steak and chicken. Okay. So that you use... Complement each other. You're good separately, oh. but you're also good together. Yeah. See, that's... Yeah, I like that. So if we rephrase the question to, when will waiting for... My Brussels sprouts, my stuffing, <laughs> my potatoes. The whole Christmas dinner. Yeah. <laughs> when will the pigs and blanket arrive on my plate? Sure, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. But I just it, that makes me so sad that some people think like this. But there's also also the other thing of there's eight billion people in the world. Oh yeah, exactly. So and the fact the that you would, be there. But think how. But that's where where I like in a lot of ways am jealous of people who are polyamorous and and I like. Uh, because they're not limiting themselves for the rest of their whole life. Yeah. Like, if I think, in the same way that when my grandmother, when her partner, uh, my granddad, <laughs> funnily enough, uh, passed away, it's like, that's her life for her. She was like, well, that's me done. <laughs> and then and she had no hope. And I'm like, you could have literally met someone else who could have been the greatest love of your life and that you've ever had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because she just decided, no, that's it. Like, she couldn't move on. And that to me is super sad because, like, the latter part of her life could have been so much greater if she hadn't just, like, let go. But then again, that's me saying this as, like, a bisexual man from a child of divorce who's not... who can't, like, view it in the same way as everyone else, I guess. Right. Like, my gran, like, after my papa passed away, my gran didn't date or remarry. My papa died when I was five or six. Wow, okay. Like, I remember, wow, okay. Yeah, I remember going to the funeral, but I don't remember, yeah, you don't remember the, the funeral. I remember my feet not touching the floor yeah. and just dangling. Wow. And how could they get the big box, which was all, of course, my papa's mm. casket, to the other side of a small fence. Mm. When I was younger, I just couldn't fathom. But... There was clearly a, a wee gate that they could get through or they could put it over. I'm here like, how did they get over there? How See, did the for, police get on that side of the fence? First of all, the second there, I was like, where is the story going? <laughs> yeah. like, and then they threw him over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, ah. no, but I was younger, like, my mind just couldn't comprehend. Yeah. And I, that's all I really remember from that funeral. But my gran had, like, a great life, like, in the yeah. like, like, she dr- she was out drinking more than me. And, Boom. Or in my early 20s. Hell yeah. Like, I feel judged like I remember one, uh, one party like my grand went up to the to the bar and came back for me and all my cousins mm. with Jaeger bombs hell yeah and like grand but that's what you want you want to be living your life to the full yeah and I just I don't know it's funny because I've been talking to people recently do you know what we'll save it for the main podcast episode yeah. <laughs> um, okay but that's our thoughts on this problem, this is the thing. The more we answer these questions, the more I start to realize that Sex and City is so problematic because it literally plays into the narrative that is problematic because yeah. it is basically reinforcing it. But hey ho, it was groundbreaking at the time, I guess, in a lot of ways. Um, but give us your thoughts because 
I'm kind of fascinated to hear, especially if you're a woman as well, I want to hear your perspective on this question. When we're waiting for the one to be done. Um, yeah. So give us your thoughts. What you can do is you can, as always, you can WhatsApp us. You can send us a wee cheeky voice note or send us a message. The links are on our Instagram. Don't date me pod. That's don't date me pod. P-O-D. Uh, or you can email us. It's jamiesparks at gmail.com. And you can also do that if you've got a wee cheeky dating horror story or you need some advice of some sort uh, or just really want to share an opinion. And also... Read that. Remember to rate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so passionate. Yeah. Remember to rate, review and subscribe. It helps people find our podcast. See you next week. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this, then please listen to season two where we're going to have a full-length episode with Jason. Just me, by myself. And also James. Oh, hey. We don't need James. <laughs> oh, hey, girl. Oh, hey, girl. And yeah, and so as I always say every week in the exact same way, please stay patient. Don't lose hope. But whatever you do, don't date me.